Welcome back, everybody, to our special online bonus segment. We call it Lively Extra, when 30 minutes is just not enough. Let me reset the panel. Donna Perry and Keith Stokes and Dave Lehman. A couple issues we didn't get to. Uh, I would be remiss. For months, there was a show that didn't go by that we weren't talking about trying to keep the paw socks here. That ship sailed, and now, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective, uh, the Woo Sox are going to be opening up on Tuesday in their brand new stadium. Um, Keith, let me begin with you. Fortunately, you didn't have to go through all of those shows. You were off the panel for a while, but I, I wonder as you look at this, it's a shiny new stadium, but I also wonder if we dodged a bullet because, boy, they had a lot of cost overruns up there, didn't they? Yeah, these, these are very difficult investment projects from a sustainability standpoint because it's so much based upon, you know, revenue from attendance and participation, which COVID has changed forever. Um, again, I kudos to uh, Mayor Grabian in Pawtucket because at the former site and other sites, they've got a lot of development projects going on in that city. And I think the mayor's in a position, the city of Pawtucket's in a position to have many economic eggs in the basket than any one or two. So I think in the long run, I think Pawtucket will do well and Rhode Island will be fine. Donna, this is in your lap now as a Massachusetts taxpayer. You get to help fund that stadium. Well, yes, that is very true. Um, I see it a little bit differently. I mean, I do think the pandemic, uh, you know, so things didn't work out, or at least they haven't been able to roll out the Worcester uh, Polar Park the way they would have liked to. Um, but I think there's a, like a longer term way to look at it. You know, it's been bumpy for them. I think they've, yeah, a lot of cost overruns. But, you know, despite what new things may come to Pawtucket, I kind of disagree. I think Rhode Island let, like this was not just, oh, some sports activity that goes on in Pawtucket. You guys know that this was an iconic ball club that it was really beloved by a lot of people around the region. And I, I would question that uh, despite you know, if it's been a rough rollout for Worcester. However, I felt it was a mistake for Rhode Island to let that go. I also thought that business-wise, the way it played out or politically, Rhode Island certainly did not come off looking very good. They looked like a lot of games was going on and they were, you know, trying to um, kind of up the cost or the return for the state. I don't think any of that played out very well. Obviously, that was a speaker ago. That was with Mattiello. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know if you can say that things that are um, there is development in Pawtucket. I don't know that they'll they'll you'll reach the level of that kind of central destination that McCoy was. Dave, I'm going to take a bit of a contrarian view here. Uh, I was sorry to see us uh, uh, lose the Paw Sox, but I had real deep feelings that uh, that Major League Baseball I think is in trouble. Uh, they have lost uh, the average major league game. Now, this is not major league. This is, you know, you know the top AAA uh, for a major league team. Uh, baseball is in trouble. Uh, fewer kids are playing it. Uh, the average attendance is down by about 8,000 per game in, in, in the majors. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the average age of watching uh, a game or going to a game is 55 years of age. Uh, the old joke is every time somebody dies, uh, the the baseball community loses a potential uh, pair of eyes or or somebody going through the uh, the turnstile. So in in the long run, this may actually be a blessing. And I realize that's a contrarian point of view, but uh, I think I think baseball is in big trouble. And 
And if the Paul Sox, if the Red Sox don't do well, the Paul Sox could very easily uh, fall on a sword here. And I hope that doesn't happen. I say the Paul Sox, the Wu Sox. Uh, pardon my uh, my lapse there. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to take a while to get over that. All right, one other issue that has been flying under the radar for for years. Two years ago, this was the talk almost every lively, the whole IGT contract. We don't have enough time to break it all down. But Keith, let me go back and start with you again as a former economic development director. The one pause, I don't know all of the details, and I don't think, you know, I think maybe a handful of people do who are paying attention to this. But the concern about getting into a contract that's going to take us to 2043 with the technology changing. On the flip side, they're guaranteeing jobs and positions and locating some of it here. So as you go through that balance, what do you think about this new proposal? You know, in, in all fairness, I've not seen the proposal, so I, I can't really comment on the value to the state and the taxpayers. Uh, what I do know and what we all know is, is that gambling is the third largest source of state revenue, uh, which in itself is the root of the problem, a whole other discussion we should have. But I, I think if we're going to be in the gaming business, and we are, then we need to maximize our take. And when I look at other states, particularly I believe Pennsylvania has one of the highest uh, casino tax revenues. Uh, and that's largely because of the fact that their take on slot machines and on table gains is some of the highest percentage in the nation. I think that's what I want to watch very carefully. Uh, the jobs are important and the larger support of the economy is important, but it's about the tax revenue. So anything that we do going forward has to include incentives to increase that tax revenue because our state is so dependent upon it as the third largest revenue source. Interesting. Dave? Yeah, uh, one of the concerns that I have is uh, that with the 20-year contract and all these guarantees and so forth, what if gambling uh, trips on itself and, uh, and uh, is, is not uh, as well received by the public or interest wanes? Are we stuck with the contract or uh, what, what obligations will IGT have if gambling falls on hard times? And I, I'm not predicting that it will. But it, there's a certain ebb and flow to gambling, as we've seen over the years that we've had it in Rhode Island. So uh, I just worry that, uh, that we tie ourselves to, to a deal that uh, if uh, things fall, fall bad for the gambling industry, uh, we're, we're, we look stupid. I think, and I think, some, I think some of the reworking that they've done with this new deal I think it's paltry uh, uh, pluses for, for Rhode Island. I don't, I, I don't think the negotiation on that, uh, just from, from my view, was all that good. I, I, I think they, they threw in a couple of little trinkets there, and we're acting like we got the gold ring or the brass ring. Yeah. Donna, you get the last word on this. Go ahead. Sure. Um, and I kind of agree, maybe disagree a little bit with everyone. I, I think this is as much about shareholders than it is about this idea of these, you know, jobs and you're going to have all these jobs. Um, I'm sorry, you know, there's a lot of white collar jobs, yes, that are associated with the corporate headquarters of IGT. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever seen a spreadsheet. I would question that there's a thousand jobs, first of all, attached to all this, but that's a separate issue. I also think when you talk about, uh, to your point, Dave, you talk about fading industries. Um, 20 years out just seemed like way too long, especially with changing technology. I mean, I don't know what that's going to look like. And when you talk about the average age of someone who goes to slot machines, by the way, that is a middle-aged person or older. So um, I, I, I just, I think, Keith, you're right that Rhode Island, for good or bad, they're stuck. This is 
Um, it is an, a, an instant moneymaker return when they set that, you know, with the return that they're guaranteed. But I think it's a bigger issue for Rhode Island. You have to get to a point where gambling is, <laughs> is not what you're counting on. And that goes to workforce development and all those other things you mentioned earlier. So I, I don't know that this contract is a smart thing long term. I did the math. I'm going to be 83 years old when that contract expires. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, what I did, I was like, is that really how long it's going to be? So um, I agree with all of you, particularly Keith, about, about, uh, about other areas we need to look at. Folks, again, even the extra segments never long enough. Donna and Keith and Dave, thank you so much. And folks, hopefully next time we have you back, we'll see you up in the studio. More to come on that next week. Uh, We hope you have a great week, everybody. And join us back here for the main show as the Lively Experiment continues. Mm -hmm.